to the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The book of Leviticus is comprised of two main sections. The first ten chapters cover the offerings and the priesthood. Chapters 11 through 27 cover the holy living of God's holy people. Today we're covering the offerings, which are a picture of Christ, the Lamb of God, the fulfillment of all the offerings. We hope you'll stay with us because we think you'll agree that these pictures from the Old Testament are a great enlightenment and inspiration for us today. Let's join today's life study from Leviticus. God appointed specific offerings in the Old Testament with meticulous details. But how many of us have scratched the surface on their meaning? How does the trespass offering in Leviticus apply to our Christian life today? Well, stay with us today for an up-to-date application of this truth from the pages of the Old Testament. Joining us today to dig into this matter, Dick Taylor. And Dick, it's good to have you back to our Life Study of the Bible program, and especially on this current fellowship we're enjoying from Leviticus on the uh, trespass offering. Thank you very much, Chris. It's really good to be here, and uh, I just believe this matter of the trespass offering leads us into a lot of rich experience of Christ. That is the point of all these offerings, Dick. You just put your finger right on it, uh, that they would lead us into a richer, uh, deeper enjoyment of Christ, isn't it? Amen. That's right. That's the goal. Dick, we've uh, had, oh, two and a half weeks now on these offerings. The first four of five that are contained in or brought to us in this book of Leviticus. Before we touch uh, the trespass offering today, which is the fifth of the five basic offerings, maybe it'd be good if you could review the first four uh, in a brief way for us, the burnt offering, the meal offering, the peace offering, and the sin offering. Yeah, first of all, Chris, the burnt offering shows us that we are not absolute for God. God can consume this offering. Uh, This is for his satisfaction. The meal offering points us to Christ as the fine, balanced, proper, even human life that expresses God perfectly. And then the peace offering signifies that God and all parties are at peace. And the sin offering signifies Christ being experienced for what we are, and that is we are just sin. Uh, The main point here is that the burnt offering, meal offering, peace offering, and sin offering all refer us to Christ. Right. The sin offering shows us we are not absolute for God, but Christ himself is. As we identify with him, we enjoy his absoluteness and his ability to satisfy God. And as we identify with Christ and enjoy Christ, we enjoy and participate in a humanity that's uplifted, every virtue of which expresses the divine attributes. And that's what God needs. He needs an expression of God in and through man. And then the peace offering signifies Christ himself as our absolute and thorough peace in all directions. And the sin offering signifies Christ becoming what we are, that we might become what he is, the righteousness of God in him. Mm -hmm. And that's 2 Corinthians 5.21. So these offerings really, Chris, they just bring us into the experience of Christ from all kinds of angles. I appreciate that God takes advantage of what we are, not absolute, 
just sin, pitiful humanity, and no peace. Right. To bring us into the experience of Christ and provide himself in Christ as exactly what we need so we could be absolute for God, we could have a proper uplifted humanity to testify him, have absolute peace with God, and we could be those who are enjoying the righteousness of God by Christ as the sin offering. Dick, we're on the uh, fifth offering today, as we mentioned. This is the trespass offering. Uh, I think it would do well to contrast these two things that we saw yesterday and the day before as we were touching the matter of the sin offering. And that is, many people have a hard time distinguishing the difference between sin that's covered by the sin offering and trespasses that are covered by the trespass offering. Mm -hmm. Give us a quick uh, delineation here, a distinction of these two things. Well, one is like the root and one is like the fruit. Very good. So uh, the root is the source of the fruit. So what we need to deal with is not only the fruit, we also need to deal with the root. Otherwise, we never get free. Exactly. Sin, the indwelling sin that brings forth these fruits that we would call sins or trespasses. That's really the difference. We're going to see in this first section today uh, an interesting correlation, the way these are related in our experience. Let's go to Witness Lee. What is the significance of this trespass of you? A trespass is out of the inward sin as a source and not living for God as the reason. You have the source of the trespass. From where the trespass comes from the very sin within your flesh. That sin in the flesh is the source of the trespass. What is the reason? The reason is that you are not living for God. So you have a source with a reason. Well, to help you and me, I like to say this. The inward sin is just like a man, a husband. And the uh, not living for God is just like a lady, a woman. When these two got married, the inward sin gets married with not living for God, a child will be born. Could you follow me? And what's the name of this child? Trespass. Just trespasses. Transgressions. You know, why we make mistakes? Why spontaneously we lie? Even somewhat no intention. Uh, why we would lose our temper? Why we become that ugly? Why? The reason is that we do not love God. We do not live for God. If we are for God, we'll be very sincere, faithful, careful. Check with your experience. Dick, I want to pick up uh, this little example he gave us here. This is so practical. I think all of our listeners can relate to this. You know, yesterday when we were looking at the sin offering, in Leviticus chapter 4, verse 2, it, it talks about it as the sin of inadvertence or the sin of ignorance or the unintentional sin. Mm. And uh, he alluded to that here many times. Things just come out of us spontaneously that we wonder, where did that come from? Why did I say that? 
what happened? And he has answered it for us with this little picture of this uh, unfortunate marriage that takes place between these two things within us. Why don't you develop this for us a little bit? Well, like he mentioned, Chris, the man or the husband is the indwelling sin, and the lady or the wife is not living for God, that is, not being absolute for God. So these two are a pair, Mm -hmm. and these two produce a child, and the name of the child, as he said, is trespass. We're very familiar with this child. (laughs) We have a lot of children. We have a lot of children like this. But this is very, very helpful because we often say, you know, I told a lie, or I did this, or I did that. Well, why did you do it? Actually, you did it because you are a liar. And why did you do it? Because you're not for God. In other words, the trespass is the fruit, but the source and the reason are indwelling sin and not being for God. When these two get married, it produces many children. We experience these children many, many times every day. Thank the Lord so much that he became the offerings, Mm -hmm. even the trespass offering, to lead us to the experience of not only dealing with those children— but even dealing with the source and the reason for those children. What a Christ we have. Not only do we have the opportunity to confess our trespass, but in enjoying Christ, no doubt we'll get led to the couple that produced that child, and that is the indwelling sin and the lack of absoluteness for God. And then we get to confess further, Lord, I am just sin. Right. Lord, I am not for you. When we do this, we experience Christ in even a richer way and realize what a provision he is for us, we who have suffered the fall and have such a complicated mess within us. Thank the Lord for such a Christ who is such an offering. Yeah, Dick, it struck me here, every marriage needs a wife, and the wife in this case, as you pointed out, is the not being absolute for God. Amen. But there's one in us who is absolute for God. Amen. That's Christ, the real burnt offering. Amen. So when we are living in the reality of this absolute one, when we are experiencing, when we are taking Christ as the absolute one, there's really no uh, wife made available for this marriage, is there? That's really true. And that's why it's so precious to begin our day every day laying our hands on this Christ as our offering, which means exercising our spirit to call on his name and thanking him for being not only our trespass offering, but our burnt offering Hmm. and our sin offering. And you just have a sense, oh, Father, in your Son, I am absolute for you. Right. Oh, Father, in your Son, I am made the righteousness of God. You must receive me. Amen. Oh, Father, in your Son, my trespass is completely forgiven. What a joy to begin our day that way. Really so, Dick. Dick, we've got a very brief uh, section ahead of this very short Witness Lee's portion, just about one minute. But I do want to spend a little bit of time to set it up properly by looking at some of these verses, because there's four points here that we want to touch concerning the trespass offering in Leviticus chapter 5. In verse 1, when a person sins in that he hears a public charge to testify, and he is a witness, either he has seen or known the matter, and he does not declare it, then he shall bear his iniquity. So basically, Dick, this verse is talking about lying. Okay, secondly, verse 2 says, When a person touches any unclean thing, whether the carcass of an unclean beast or the carcass of an unclean cattle 
or the carcass of an unclean creeping thing, and it is hidden from him, and he is unclean, then he is guilty. So this verse, Dick, talks about the defilement from touching death or being related to any dead thing. Then the third point is in verse 3, chapter 5. When he touches the uncleanness of man, whatever his uncleanness is, whereby he is unclean, and it is hidden from him, when he knows it, then he is guilty. Amen. All right, this defiling uncleanness of a man goes along with the Lord's word in Matthew 15 when he said, it's not what goes into us that defiles us, but what comes out of us. Mm. Then finally, the fourth point, or when a person utters an oath, speaking rashly with his lips to do evil or to do good, in whatever a man may speak rashly with an oath, and it is hidden from him when he knows it, then he is guilty in any of these. Okay, this final scriptural example of sins needing a trespass offering is related to rash or quick speaking. So, Dick, there's a spiritual significance to these four points that we want to come back to and talk about a little bit after this short segment. Here's Witness Lee. It's a very strange here. Why Moses listed these things? First, the thing refers, no doubt, to the father of life. Second, you see, refers to death. Thirdly, refers to natural life. And fourthly, it refers to what? Verse 4. When a person utters an oath, that means to say something before God, speaking carelessly, hasty, recklessly, why only these four things are listed here? To illustrate the sins that need to trace past offering. How come only these four things, which we never, which at least I never thought about? If I was the writer, I would never list these four things. Only God. So I admired at this holy writing. Well, Dick, as promised, that was a short section. Really short. Basically, just drawing attention to the fact these are not the four things we would likely uh, think of. Dick, why uh, does the holy writings, as he put it here, do you think depict these four examples related to the trespass offering, and how does this apply to us? I would say it's because these four really describe in a vivid way what it means to trespass. Lying is a very exposing matter. And if you consider this matter, you realize how much you tell lies all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes somebody says to you, well, how are you, Chris? You say, fine, but you're not fine. You probably told a lie right there. It's so easy. It's just automatic and spontaneous. If we are not clinging to Christ, many times we just do things. And we may be even telling a lie. Contacting death is a matter of touching the negative. For example, we may be in the holy community of the church life. We just love the body of Christ. We love one another. But within this uh, holy realm, there may be some who speak negatively, Mm. full of opinions, Mm -hmm. even damaging some that are young believers. This is contacting death, and death really defiles. So this is a very vivid description of a trespass. Then uh, the natural life, uh, like you referred to in Matthew 15, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of a man. And many times, although we're believers, and our main relationship should be Christ and Christ alone between each other, many times Christ is completely put aside 
in our relationship with each other is 100% in the natural life, just buddy-buddy. Well, what does this do? This just creates a terrible atmosphere. This is a severe trespass. And then the careless speaking, we're all familiar with this. Mm. Before somebody even has the words out of their mouth, we have an opinion. It's kind of like uh, Peter in Matthew 16 when the Lord said that he had to go to the cross. And then Peter said, uh, pity yourself, Lord. No, no, don't go to the cross. Basically saying this. And he was basically just speaking in a rash way. He didn't think, he didn't pray. He didn't contact God. He did nothing. He just opened his mouth and out came opinion. This was just the rash speaking. This was a trespass. And all four of these, Chris, lying, contacting death, natural life, and careless speaking, they are all things that we do without being one with the Lord. Apart from the Lord, that's what we're made up. These are the kind of trespasses that are our living. Dick, this last one you used, this last example you brought out about Peter's careless speaking, seemingly from a human perspective, nothing wrong with what he said. He expressed a, a sentiment not wanting the Lord to experience anything negative. But this is, uh, even the Lord identified this not just as sinful, he called it Satan. That's right. Didn't he? He said, get behind me Satan here. That's true. So the source of all these trespasses right. is just Satan himself. This really reinforces what we saw you know, regarding the sin offering, that even the positive, seemingly good things or positive things that come out of the natural life are still in their constitution, sin, totally. That's true. Like with the natural life, we may love each other. It has nothing to do with Christ. With the natural life, we may also envy one another. It has nothing to do with Christ. Hmm. All of these very vividly describe what the Lord means by trespasses so that we could identify them. We could deal with not only the fruit, but also the root, Satan himself. Hmm. Well, let's go on to our concluding word today, Dick, regarding the trespass offering. Here's Witness Lee once again. This trespass offering is not that simple. When you touch it, it refers to your indwelling sin, the very sin within you. And it refers to your not being absolute for God. And it refers to the liar, Satan. And it refers to the dead among God's congregation. And it refers to you doing things before God without fear, without consideration, and so forth. Not only so, it also refers to you, your stealing, your lying, your robbing, your defrauding, all kinds of things, immaterial things, you are others. You are not so right. You are others. You are not so righteous. So by this you can see uh, how could you have all these kind of experiences, don't forget, all these kind of experiences come out of your enjoyment of Christ as a burn offering, as a meal offering, as a peace offering in the fellowship of God and in the divine light. So this refers to you also the triune God and the enjoyment of the triune God and the result, the issue of the enjoyment of the triune God. So this trespass offering is the result, the issue of your enjoyment of the triune God. It implies your being absolute for God. It implies you knowing 
you have a sin within you. And this sin is the source of all kinds of trespasses you have, both toward God and toward man. Toward God, your trespasses implies Satan, God's enemy, the latter, which is the first item that God wants to deal with. And it refers to the death around or among God's people. And your kind of a presumption, daring to do everything without consideration with God. And your kind of what? Being right in money, in material things, and righteous in all the doings. My goodness, everything of the Christian life is here. Everything of the Christian life is here. I think uh, he's right about that, isn't he, Dick? He surely is. This is not a simple matter, this trespass offering. These four things touch uh, just about every aspect of our living. But I like how he ended, uh, incorporated in this last portion, Dick, was this matter of the experience and enjoyment of the triune God. It's really the key once again, isn't it? It surely is. I just was appreciating that as we experience Christ as the trespass offering, not only is that couple that we were talking about earlier in the program dealt with, right. but eventually all of the children, not only the indwelling sin, the source, not only the lack of absoluteness for God, but all the trespasses like he mentioned, uh, lying and contacting death and a natural life and careless speaking and then he says stealing and so many things. Right. Everything negative is dealt with, but positively we're brought into the enjoyment of the triune God. Just by experiencing Christ as the trespass offering and opening to him about any trespass, mm-hmm. we get brought to the indwelling source, we get brought to the lack of absoluteness, and so many trespasses as children are exposed. The Lord not only deals with all of those, but he brings us into himself as our all-inclusive enjoyment. Again, I just worship the Lord, Chris, and I thank him to the uttermost that he would capitalize, in a sense, on all that we are and all that we do to not only deal with the negative things through Christ, but to bring us into the full enjoyment of the triune God. What a blessing to touch Christ and experience Christ every day as the trespass offering, because this offering is connected to so many offerings and more experiences of Christ. So this all issues in what? In a grand total, the enjoyment of the triune God. Dick, we have to emphasize again, we do so so often in this program, but uh, we cannot stop and let this go. Much of our Christian life is spent lamenting and trying to deal with these offspring, these children, mm-hmm. and we feel bad, and uh, we determine never to do it again, and on and on and on it goes. But the point is, surely the Lord does deal with all of these things, but always with this aim, to bring us back to the enjoyment and experience of Christ. Amen. And I think uh, that's a good exclamation point to put at the end of this program on the trespass offering. It, too, is focused on bringing us back to the real enjoyment of Christ, isn't it? Let's enjoy Christ. Amen, Dick. Amen. Thanks, brother. Appreciate your fellowship and uh, being with you once again. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, We would uh, like to invite you to contact us before we go. Quickly, we would give you our toll-free number. It's one 888 Life Study. That's 888-543-3788. 
Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. We have a couple of programs left this week, and then we continue on in the life study of Leviticus. We hope you'll join us for as many of these as you possibly can, and do take time to call us. It means a great deal to us. Once again, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. Even though Christ is immeasurably great, He is available for us to experience. In order to fully enjoy and appreciate Christ, we need a revelation of His person and work, and especially of our union with Him in our regenerated human spirit. As believers, we can abide in Christ and live Him out in our daily experience by receiving the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. In the book, The Secret of Experiencing Christ, Witness Lee unveils practical points to enter into a genuine experience of Christ according to the divine revelation contained in Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. The Secret of Experiencing Christ is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order a copy from Living Stream Ministry by calling 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. To receive a free catalog of Living Stream Ministry books by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, call our toll-free number 1-888-543-3788. Call today.